Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 73 with my friend, Dustin Kring. I was so pumped to sit down with Dustin. Uh, first of all, back to in-person interviews. This is the first person I got to sit across from in person in, what, like a year and a half? Oh my god! It felt so good. On top of that, Dustin and me have had intertwining lives for a very, very long time, and he played guitar on my album, which you can download anywhere you get music. And just, oh my god, we I, I found out so much about his life that I had no idea about. It's just crazy. And I, I, <laughs> I cut like literally half this episode out because we talked forever. We were supposed to eat pizza that night. We never got to the pizza because we just kept yapping. So I was so excited. And I think it comes through. And I'll tell you what, if anybody has an infectious laugh, it is this man. And I think you're going to experience that in just a second because I'm going to give you this interview with my friend, Dustin Kring. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? It's recording. Just keep talking. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. but that's it. I'm super excited about this for so many reasons. So many. First and foremost, there's a person across from me. Which yeah. Is, oh, yeah. This is much better. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would always prefer this. I even like prefer it that you're coming over here. So I'm like, here's my house. Yeah. Here's this connection. But I'm super pumped that it's you and that you're here because we've... God, we've, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. I'm just going to get into it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so as you know, I start out with how I know people. Yes. I've known you since elementary school. Did yeah. you know that? Since elementary? No, I did not know. We went, elementary. You, well, I know I knew your sister in elementary and yeah. not like new, like we didn't hang out, but you went to Pine Knob too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't hang out in Pine Knob, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I knew that you went there, so mm. I'm sure we passed in a hall or something. Oh, yeah. So that's how I'm saying new. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you then love. you went to Sashaba, right? Yep. Yeah. So we, we split up in middle schools and then okay. came together in high school. Oh, so you went to Clarkston? Yeah. Okay. I was one of three people from Pine Knob that went to Clarkston. Okay. It was because the, they changed the borders that year. That makes sense. So stupid. <laughs> it's like the worst year of my life. Um, but... Yeah, and then we we connected in high school. Yeah, similar friend groups, similar interests, and you were a little more metal leaning. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you've uh, we've played music together countless times. Yeah, played guitar on my album. Yeah, um, which was an amazing experience. Yeah, I want to go just be in a studio all the time. Yeah, yeah you, want, you want me to play guitar more? Just give me free studio time. I'll be in there constantly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and yeah, and I was I was at your wedding and. Did yeah. some form Not only of at it. Yeah, has some it. some form of DJ yeah. <laughs> at your wedding. Um <laughs> and and yeah, that uh kind of brings us somewhat current. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm There's excited. Been some things that have happened. Yeah. I, I know some things about you outside of just our, our friendship. Like you I know you have a sister. Mm-hmm. That's your only sibling. Well yes. yeah, that's your only sibling. Yeah. Um I'm excited to get into the kids and everything under that statement. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, especially given like recent revelations. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, but I, I'm going to rewind and start back in the day, back, back before the- that annoying little sister was born. Um, <laughs> back in you- the time I don't remember life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but so 
when you are born, are you born here? Do you did you grow up here like your whole life? Absolutely. Okay. Um, born at uh, Pontiac General yeah. in okay. uh, Pontiac. And, Pontiac uh, baby over here too. That's right. <laughs> Taken home to the house off uh, Nelsie Road and Bridge Road nice. on the corner, and uh, yeah, until seventh grade is I lived there. And it was Clarkson schools the entire time, obviously. So. I guess I didn't even realize that too, because that neighborhood is such like a close knit neighborhood of kids. I'm going to call it a legendary neighborhood. <laughs> a lot of names have come yeah. come from that neighborhood. Yeah, including not you know, all good. Billy's been you know on the <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, I was going to say Billy, know. Dan. Yeah. Um, let's throw Tim in there for celebrity call out. Yeah, <laughs> Tim Robinson. Might Check out well. a show on Netflix. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'm going to need like 400 bucks for that plug. By the way. <laughs> I, <laughs> Um, he'll, he'll send the money. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't even think I realized that you grew up over there. Um, yeah. So that that's funny. So what's what's childhood like over there? And like when you're younger, you and your sister are what, four years apart? Two. Oh, you're only two? Yeah. Well, two and a half approximately. So is she a year younger than me? And then you're a year older than me? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For some she, reason well, I, she graduated in 02. Okay. She was born in 84. For some reason, I thought she was yeah. like two years younger than me. But I missed the class of '99 by 18 days. If I was born 18 days earlier, I'd been class Bummer. of '99. That's so weird. Yeah. When's your birthday? December 18th. Okay. So December crazy. 1st was a cutoff. Wow. Yeah. Rules, man. Uh, instead, I'm <laughs> class of 2000. Does that mean you are the person in high school that like turned 16 and got your license before other people? Yeah, uh, I was a sophomore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't allowed to drive, but still. You were my Chad '90. That was. Yeah. <laughs> We just drove around in that damn tracker. Um, yeah. I'd so, either park by the tennis courts in the old high school or uh, uh, my buddy Ryan's house. His sister lived in that neighborhood back uh, by the school. Paramus, I think, the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd park at her house and walk over to the school. Nice. Um, so tell me about growing up over there. And and I guess with a little sister, because I'm assuming you have no memories of no sister because you guys are only two years apart. Yeah. I pretty much only have memories with her, but um, an adventurous neighborhood, that's for sure. I grew up, um, I was always into everything, so all my interests, my parents were always supportive of it, so. what? Yeah, do, go like, into depth, what is in, into everything, what were you into? We are talking every sport that you could do, except for maybe soccer or lacrosse, didn't play those sports. Biking, uh, rollerblading, um Skateboarding? Yeah, skateboarding. I was going to say, that was a big skateboard neighborhood. It was a big skateboarding (laughs) neighborhood, and I was absolutely terrible at it. Yeah. I tried for years to just land a kickflip, and I don't, I think I did it once. Yeah. I think I landed one kickflip. Meanwhile, all these other kids are, you know, ollieing over the the manholes and. Yeah. Well, we talked about that on Dan's episode, how, I mean, they had a freaking half pipe. Oh, yeah. And so Mm -hmm. my brother was a skateboarder. And of course, because my older brother did it, I was like, I want to do it. So I had a skateboard, but couldn't do shit to this day. Like I can still, you know, ride on one and balance. So that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) And even then you get enough speed. I fall off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thankfully I was able to just ride it standard when it came to tricks. I just, it's, you know, went above me. I I couldn't do anything. That's a talent, man. (laughs) Yeah. So you were all over the board with interests. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. I never settled on one thing but yeah. sports wise i always like worked on sports always practiced them well you the cuz you still play stuff now like well i mean not maybe the last year and a half but yeah. <laughs> like before that yeah men's yeah men's softball um play that 
That's fun. Consistently. And then uh, volleyball, got back into that this year. And then, uh, well, last year, actually, I got back into that. This year, I'm not playing volleyball due to pregnancy circumstances with other teammates. <laughs> I was going to say, you're pregnant? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me. Um, so, you're growing up, you, you got a bunch of activities going on. How do you get along with your sister when you guys are younger? Uh, we, um, I mean, we were always hanging out and always fighting, but more of like, it wasn't a terrible, yeah. you know, thing, just kind of back and forth. It was actually typical brother, sister stuff. Yes. Typical brother, <laughs> sister stuff. And, you know, we'd be playing around and I'd do something to upset her and she'd act like I hit her or something and start crying and I'd get in trouble. So I know that move. Room. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the classics right yeah. there. But, but yeah, overall, we always, we had a great relationship. That's good. Just hanging out and having fun and she'd play Barbies or something and yeah, I'd be GI Joe's or wrestling. So I was into WWF growing up. So that was a big thing. Uh, what about the rest of your family? Mom, dad? Uh, yeah. Great relationship with them. My dad was always working a lot. Um, what'd your dad do? Tool maker. Well, uh, molding. I guess he made molds that made the tools. Okay. So <laughs> I never really grasped it. When yeah. It's so what's well, so funny too. That's like there's this category of jobs that if you have a parent that and like you grew up in the 80s and 90s, they were under this umbrella of jobs in in the Detroit area, like yeah. the Metro Detroit area. Yeah, exactly. Um, Seventy to eight, you know, seventy hour work weeks. And yeah, always overtime. And what'd your mom do? Uh, eventually, she um, she's always been a seamstress. Okay. She was a professional seamstress uh, growing up. Um, she ran a daycare when we were younger, and we we started growing up. And out of the daycare stage, she started working at a dentist office, up in the office there. So, nice. did she already like go to school for that? Yeah, okay. yeah. Actually, um, she never completed high school. And when I was a kid, um, I can't remember how old I was. She went back to get her GED, and uh, I remember helping her study. I don't remember the details of that, but if you had to guess at an age, uh, or... maybe fifth grade, okay, fourth or fifth grade, not sure. It's just past that, you know, whole needing a babysitter type, yeah, like near the end of that type uh, okay. thing. And then uh, I don't remember what kind of education she got, but she didn't like go to dental school or anything. But I think she got a certificate. I'm not, yeah, I, I don't really remember too much, but yeah, I think you can do something like be a hygienist or i don't know yeah i think she was studying she never been ended up being a hygienist she, yeah she's always just worked in the office but okay and you know after that she bounced around a couple different medical jobs and now she's back at a different dentist office but she's already this at the same pediatric dentist office when i was growing up nice oh a pediatric yeah that's that is not a dentist i mean right. i don't want to go to dentist ever but like <laughs> dentist with kids uh yeah. no way <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot Dark, of screaming. Dr. Richmond and Root, yeah. There's uh every time I'd go in there there'd be some kid getting their teeth drilled. And... Yeah. I think if I had two kids at home, I would be like, No, I wanna can do you have like a senior center dentist that I can go to? <laughs> Constant screaming. Yeah. Oh man. Um I just I just assume that Maybe you and your sister did some screaming too, so she'd have a screaming at work and go yeah. home to screaming. Yeah. My my sister unfortunately had some uh, not really extensive, but some extra work that she needed done with braces and everything. Oh, and, yeah. uh, yeah, that was painful when she was in there, but I only had, uh, 
a slight underbite, so I had a retainer for... I had an overbite. Yeah, so okay. I was supposed to get a retainer. Never did, because I was, I was a stubborn little shit. Um, <laughs> so, school's good, friends good, mm-hmm. social life, I mean, it sounds like... that. I mean, growing up in that neighborhood, I imagine you, you had your group of people you're hanging out with. Doing yeah, I mainly, mainly had Billy stuff. and um, our friend Josh. That was... Uh, those are my two staples, I guess. Okay. Um, kind of bounced around, you know, other people. Yeah. That I'd hang out with. Uh, Joe was a guy. Uh, Tony Drake is another one I hung out with a lot. Shout out to Tony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what uh, what prompts your parents to move or for you to move in seventh grade? I ended up uh, becoming good friends with uh, Bob Cudla and then also Derek Cool. Uh, one day, my parents came and picked me up from Bobby's house, and across the street, they're building a house. So, they ended up contacting the developers and got in on it. So, nice. we essentially were able to build that house off Dvorak. They were able to make a couple changes yeah. to the layouts because they were still at the foundation stage. And I think, yeah, they're probably, now that I'm older, I know it's the framing part yeah. that they were in. So Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, they were just... Were they looking for a house? No, not necessarily. Okay. It just, just kind of popped up and the opportunity, yeah, the opportunity was there. Nice. And then uh, once they got involved in that, put up the Nelsie Road house and that sold almost yeah. instantly. So nothing really changed for you, I imagine, except for getting new bedroom and maybe not being in that neighborhood anymore. <laughs> yeah. Moving out of that neighborhood and- uh, Same school, so yeah, same friends. Same and... school, just closer to the school, because yeah, at that lot, point, it was Sashville Middle School, so. <laughs> yeah, it's next door. Yeah, so um, now we're walking to school, rather yeah, yeah. than walking to the bus stop, so. Well, that's fun. Where does music come into play? Music was, I guess, always just in my blood, but <laughs> uh, we always had a piano. We had a piano, uh, a very old, upright with yeah, yeah. chipped keys and everything. Out of tune? Probably, yeah, way out of tune. <laughs> and they were probably yeah. chipped to death from myself and sister banging on them when we were kids. But I think they were chipped before then. We probably yeah. chipped a few more, but yeah. um, Taking always Taking action interested. figures and banging them on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would watch Care Bears, and I would want to play the intro song. Never got it. I never even learned that song. That's funny. But I, I don't even remember that. I'd go sit down on the piano and just start yeah. banging away at the keys. Eventually, my parents uh, got me into lessons, and that's great. What, when did you start taking piano lessons? I think eight years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So they recognize yeah. you had an interest and in yeah. put you in that. They've ever always liked that. Always just very supportive of anything I want to do with, with yeah. limitations. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to play ice hockey. I wanted to be a goalie in ice hockey. No, <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Equipment alone is over a grant. And then, you know, they did uh, roller hockey was okay. was the allowable one. There you go. And plus, with my mom working at the dentist office, she was concerned about my teeth. Ah. So. Well, hockey players are infamous for missing missing teeth yes that makes that, sense that was a fear of hers <laughs> <laughs> so are you home alone all the time like after school starting like sixth grade not you want actually yeah we'd be home alone but also the neighbors uh would uh, either peek yeah. over or we'd go to the neighbor's house yeah at that point get in any trouble in that time no those, those couple hours are <laughs> i was actually a good kid i was a goody two shoes i guess yeah how you would say it but yeah. um i mean i had my moments yeah for sure, but yeah. it was never. 
Yeah, I, I, I wasn't leading bad. that anywhere. I, I, yeah. I was like, you you weren't selling cocaine at, in the 10th yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, I'd pick up cigarette butts and sell them to other kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and my sister, we, you know, had activities. Um, There's one time, oh man, talk about trouble. Uh-oh. I, uh, <laughs> our neighbor had come over, um, Mrs. Vasquez. Uh, I think you name dropped Sierra at one point. She's my neighbor, by the way. I uh, I think she was my first crush in the yeah, yeah. elementary school. I remember you that's mentioning so that. Funny, and I was yeah. like, "That's my neighbor." <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but um, so her mom had, was over, and she had ran back to that her house for something, maybe checking her kids. Yeah. At that point, I had this rubber snake and wanted to be Indiana Jones for a minute. Sure. So I'm using that as a whip. It comes back and smacks me right in my left eye, and instant throbbing. Oh no. So. I start screaming, grabbing my eye, running down the hallway, and I smack my toes up against the piano bench at the very end of it. I break all of my toes. Oh, my God. And nearly rip my pinky toe off. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were running fast. Yes. Can we just yeah. pause and point out the irony of I wanted to be Indiana Jones and you were using a snake, the thing that Indiana Jones hates yeah, most? Yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Um, it? It's like, wait a second. It's the only thing I had that could be a whip. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. Yeah. God. So what'd you end up doing to your eye? Anything? Yeah. Well, the doctor said I could uh, have a good chance of it going into glaucoma oh, later in life. Good. So. Well, hey excuse to smoke weed later i guess yeah, <laughs> your yeah, doctor exactly. was setting you up yeah what a nice doctor yeah too bad it's legal already how hard do you have to hit something with your tiny child foot oh man break all your toes i mean i was running full force did you and... end up in like a cast yeah or, yeah yeah i had a <laughs> had a little cast on so, oh man yeah that was a great time did you make up any stories at, at school or just say i ran into some <laughs> i know i i think that's story enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've always, I guess I've always been this kind of a literal kid. Yeah. So making up a story about that wasn't, you know, yeah. never crossed my mind. Pure of heart. So, yeah. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Not a bad trait. Yeah. I always think of the lie after I tell the truth. Like, <laughs> oh, I could have just, you know, said this instead. Yeah. But it's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping back to music real quick. When do you get a guitar? Because you start on piano. That was, uh, uh, how about the age of 14, 15 is when I was kind of like, perfect timing, transitioning into high school. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And, um, I always kind of had a guitar, but like kind of just a broken down thing or (laughs) some version of your parents' guitar or something. (laughs) Yeah. Actually my, my dad's mom's old guitar. (laughs) I had one of those. (laughs) Yeah. So I had, I had grandma's guitar and no amp. So, you know, oh, was it was an electric guitar, though. It was an electric guitar. Oh, yeah. I actually, I still have the body of that guitar. I was gonna say that had to like that's probably worth money now. If it was a gram, your grandma's electric guitar, I imagine no matter what the brand or anything, it would be. Yeah, if I didn't tear it apart throughout the years, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. probably would still be worth something. Yeah. So you, uh, you get, do you get that once you're in high school? Like, what does high school that that transition going to high school look like? Like, up to that point, sounds like everything's good. Yeah that just continue on you you kind of keep a similar group of friends and yeah i mean i never really i never really had a solid group of friends i had individual friends from different groups so i never like i was actually thinking about that the other day Uh, i went to dinner over at a friend's house and like that this group 
of people lately. It's kind of like my first bigger group of friends. Yeah. That's consistent. Yeah. The rest of the time, it's I've always just bounced around to different groups and knew individuals from those groups. Let me ask you, uh, this is 100% projecting, but like, because I did that, and I was proud of myself on that, you know, like, adaptable, kind of chameleon, like, go between different uh, groups. You know, I'd go to parties with, like, the football players, and then I was in a punk band. <laughs> it's uh -huh. like, like, I didn't tie myself to any certain thing, hang out with the drama club and the band kids, like. Yeah. Um, but, like, looking back now, I'm starting to wonder if that had any impact on my, like, identity that I had for myself. Okay. Because I'm, like, I, I, I would act somewhat differently, I think, in a lot of different groups. I um, absolutely would. Yeah. So, I... I, I, I can't I'm, act like yeah. a jock yeah. outside of my jock friends. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's my question, then. Do you have that same thing, um, or have you thought about it all, where, like, did you have an identity like a social identity or were you just whatever you needed to be in that environment i was whatever i needed to be in that environment yeah. i don't i think i ever had uh just a true self-identity yeah. you know fucks in my head man <laughs> like I, I thought about that and i was like uh, i because i i really uh i really just adapted myself to whatever i needed to be to hang out with whoever i was with yeah uh and yeah as an adult now looking back i'm like oh that's I mean, I guess people do that to some degree, when, especially as teenagers, but mm. it just feels a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I haven't even broken it down to know if I if I didn't feel accepted in groups, but only with the individuals. Yeah. Or if I was, but just never, you know, considered yeah. myself that. Because yeah. I didn't fully identify with each individual group, yeah. you know? I don't know. I don't, I know, either. I don't have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a question. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should... Play the piano and write a song about it or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, glad, see, perfect transition because I'm curious. And, and I keep bringing up music because obviously it plays a big role in your life. Um, yeah. And high school is when you really started diving in, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. You said you got your guitar right then, like freshman year, sophomore year. Yeah. Uh, I know you to enjoy metal to some degree yeah uh, oh yeah and i imagine like you were probably rocking some metallica with the first few songs you learned absolutely or, so what does what does that look like and and like when do you just dive head first oh, start man. joining bands and all that shit well um bands was a little bit off but uh when i first got the guitar um parents bought me a couple vhs tapes that i learned off of just nice. watching those but it was a little too slow for what I was with at that time, I'd played piano for seven, seven or eight years. Yeah. And I was not a great piano player. I didn't really practice nearly as often as I should have, but I still knew enough with music, with being able to listen to it and understand it. Yeah. And guitar just, it hit me. And I stopped watching the videos and just started listening to the music and trying to mock it. Cause back then you couldn't just get online and yeah. look up tablature. <laughs> And that's a that's a hard skill yeah. um to pick out like songs especially in the way that i'm assuming you're doing it like with riffs right is that yeah, yeah. i yeah. can't do that shit i've been playing guitar for uh <laughs> what 22 years i can't uh -huh. i still can't do that i can yeah. pick up chords uh -huh. but that's where i draw the line <laughs> well I, I you know i owe all, all the credit to the piano yeah. lessons oh yeah you know that's that's as far as i know that's how i was able to pick everything up yeah. but and i can do that with piano i guess Okay. Because you, the I just I can I think I can find the notes better on piano than I can on guitar. Okay. Doesn't make any sense 
but <laughs> well yeah all the notes are just laid out in front of you i guess yeah. Yeah. i guess that could be the sense of it all but yeah i mean it's not it about just, me yeah. anyway sorry <laughs> but thankfully i had uh with the piano gave me the dexterity with the fingers so i was able to move them around and uh it's where lead guitar really got me and uh one of the first songs i jumped into is seek and destroy from metallica okay so i went from when i come around green day to seek and destroy well it smells like teen spirit obviously i had to get that one out as well gotta get those four chords in yeah <laughs> and then i started you know listening to seek and destroy over and over again and just trying to play it on the guitar until finally i had at least the first uh intro riff down and yeah took off from there um after knowing that my fingers could move like that i went into um eruption eddie van halen and started working at that you know where did that influence come from the heavier shit um is that does your dad listen to that no was no it? um heaviest he listened to his pink floyd okay and uh i'm gonna have to give credit to uh matt haverlick and uh and frank um horton two people i don't know <laughs> yeah well it's matt haver back back then but yeah you probably still don't know yes but he was he was my best friend okay uh, through middle school and high school and even college but uh frank especially was complete metalhead so i'd go over there and you know it's king diamond and slayer and what age Me megadeth metallica was this at do you think um this is middle school okay like that when i started getting into metal yeah and pantera pantera was like i heard that and it's like that's what i want to do right there <laughs> That is not the thought that I had when I heard Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I was wondering about the age just because I, I feel like that's that's it, right? When you start to discover your own music, whatever that music is, when you start to discover that, that's the music you like stick with. Yeah. <laughs> I went from listening to rap in elementary. Like I had Warren G cassette uh, regulate. Who didn't? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know. My music taste is always so over the map. So, yeah, New Kids on the Block, I was fine with that. I'd listen to that. I'd sing along with it. Okay, so the metal influence comes in middle school. You're you're into it. You're, you're playing guitar now. You're mm -hmm. playing all the metal riffs. Yeah. Do you ever, and I, I don't know this, uh, do you write songs? <laughs> not really. I was going to say, I don't think you do. Yeah. Not and that's, the, that's... Not at that point. That's weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think my first uh, actual songwriting experience was with uh, Adam and Chris, Adam Stankus, Chris Cable. Okay. Um, uh, we had our little band yeah. for a little bit, and uh, the first writing experience was writing the riffs for the uh, Romeo and Juliet song that they had to do for class. God, I would pay money to hear that. I would love to hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> pay fucking yeah. money. We recorded that live with a camcorder in Adam's uh, bathroom down in its basement oh back then and yes. it ended up sounding amazing really and that was yeah i don't know how but yeah everything like every note came through even my voice came through i am gonna reach out to adam's parents and i'm gonna yeah. try to find this recording they have to have it oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> so you you write songs then but before you get to that so just playing piano growing up and then when you get guitar you're just you're you're mimicking and trying to pick out songs that you like yeah okay yeah and that's how i basically learned i did end up taking lessons for a couple of years um cole garlack great guy still a musician shout to out day. to cole yeah so playing music school's going well yeah like does school go well are you i don't 
Academically, are you a... No. No. <laughs> Academic, academically, I'm average at best. Okay. I had to put a lot of effort into average grades. Yeah. I was a terrible test taker. I was always good with, um, you know, getting the work done, I yeah. guess, while I was a procrastinator. But I'd get yelled at and then get the project done and, you know, get it turned in. But tests, man, I could study for hours and hours and still get a C or D on it. It's something about taking them yeah i never understood it and still it's still like this to this day like what i do for a living yeah i could do with my eyes closed but if i had to take a written test on it i'd probably get a c <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you do sports in uh, high school yeah i that was uh tennis okay oh nice didn't play any other sport for some reason just tennis yeah. Yeah. Uh, never never played tennis before high school oh really yeah and that's the one that you fell into yeah okay i almost never <laughs> i almost stopped going to tryouts actually because i didn't know how to play i was like there's no way i'm making the team yeah and my dad's like how about you finish tryouts see how it goes sure enough i made it there you go so, and by year two i was you know number two and number one doubles so well we mentioned academics yes. <laughs> um, was college on the radar after high school OCC. okay i wasn't accepted anywhere else yeah <laughs> because of my average right here. average grades <laughs> i had uh I think it was Eastern Michigan um, was interested in giving me a music scholarship, actually. Oh. And then they saw my my transcripts, and they're like, eh. Never mind. We're good. We're not going to give you any money. What did that, what did that look like? Um, I mean, that's – because that's an interesting position to be in, right? Like, you have a university recognizing, like, you're really good at this thing. Yeah. Um. And then they're like, oh, but you have to go to this community college instead. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. what, like, what's that, what's that like getting out of high school? Are you staying at home at that point? Yeah. Um, yeah. I always wanted to get an apartment, but never ended up doing that. Okay. So I always just stayed at home. Um, my parents were never like, you need to get out. Never charged rent. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. I had my responsibilities to take care of at home and, yeah. you know, did that. Get yelled at if I didn't. And then I'd take care of it. But uh, more of a seamless transition. I started working at, I got a job at CVS. Actually, it was Arbor Drugs at the time yeah. when I, I was, when oh I was 16. God. Did we work there together? I don't think we worked together. Which one did you work at? I worked at uh, Sashabal, where Sagano's okay. now. Yeah, yeah. I worked at the Dixie one during the Arbor to CVS transition. Okay. Well, fuck I was you, technically, <laughs> I was like the first hired in CVS employee. So they were still Arbor Drugs, still wore an Arbor smock. I think smock. I knew that, yeah, I think I knew that you worked there. Mm -hmm. So what, how long are you at OCC for? Did you I stay? Did, I did uh, two years, okay. two or three years there. I think three years there. And I bounced around. I never had a full major. Never knew yeah. exactly what I wanted to do. And then uh, eventually um, uh, the band Denature started. And we had our run at everything. And tell me about D nature. Oh man, what a great time that was. What, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I know anything about this. <laughs> well, before, before I backtrack to D nature days, uh, Bill, the bassist from D nature was going down to full sale university. Okay. And that's what got me interested. And then, so instead of OCC went down and oh, okay. paid my life away. That's that school, but that's a different <laughs> Totally different story. <laughs> <laughs> was that your first time moving out of your house? Uh, yeah. When you went down there? Yep. That was my first time on my own. How old are you at that point? 
I am 22. So what does that what does that look at that like? Point. A disaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, I was always responsible with myself, I guess. Yeah. But I was, I mean, I was a partier, man. So I drank a lot. Yeah. I ate a lot of ramen noodles and I drank a lot. And the full college experience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And somehow, I don't know how, I started, I got into this Carlo Rossi wine. It's Big jugs of disgusting. <laughs> I know what that is. Heartburn oh my God. filled wine. Yeah, I forgot about that. We drank that when I was in LA when I was about the same age. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I don't yeah. even how, know how I got into it, but I think it's because it was cheap. And I'm yeah, because it's my... like a jug that's like the size of a fucking barrel and it's yeah. like six ninety nine. Like, yeah, ex- right. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking at a case of beer. Yeah. And it's 20 bucks, and then oh I have this God. jug of wine. I'm like, I don't have that much of my per diem so right now. I need, to, I need to buy this wine. That's probably how it happened, actually. Wow. But yeah, so be sitting in my apartment alone and just drinking that wine. And, you know, I actually took a jug of that to a party, a college party. I took a jug yes. of Carlo Rossi wine. Yes. Insane. I love it. <laughs> But the, yeah, the denature days, man. Um, what is, yeah, take me to the start of that. So is that start here and then go to full sale or does that start out there? No, that started here. I, I can't remember exactly how it was formed, but Adam and Eric, Adam Postal and Eric Hall, they had their own thing. And Eric Hall, who I ended up calling Papa Jay, he's a riff master. This kid, just everything that he puts on a guitar is gold. He just knows how to write music. Wow. And it's the most basic four chord driven songs that yeah. you could ever, you know, put together. But they're put together in a way that was melodic and just catchy. We all get together, we're all enjoying, you know, the music we're putting together, and then we need to start talking about a bassist. And then they knew Bill, and I knew Bill. Now Bill's in the band, he's a bassist. There you go. So yeah, we just man, we're a cohesive unit. Like we get together and we can just start riffing on things and just write songs. And that's where I really dove into to writing was with those guys. So you're the front man of D nature? Yeah. I would assume. Oh man. <laughs> After some shows and winning Battle of the Bands, boy, did that go to my head. Yeah. What 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 is I don't know anything about this. <laughs> um, we just recently got back together. And Well, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Pause that for a moment, because mm-hmm. I—that's—that's that's new news. Mm-hmm. Um, the same four people. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! All original members. I am. I want to live vicariously through you. <laughs> if I could, if I could get together with previous bands, that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, um, this couldn't have happened at the most opportune time, and it's for all of us. We, you know, we kind of had a heart to heart through texting one night, and just how great that this is right now in all of our lives. Yeah. And man, I can't, I can't even explain just how great it is to be back with these guys in one room, well, in a barn. And uh, it's such a delight. And it went from let's meet up, have a couple drinks, chat it up, and you know catch up with each other, to within five days, we're taking equipment over to the barn. We set it up, and we play through one of our old songs. Nice. Like, we never took a break. That's and awesome. Brett's over listening to it, and he's like, I'm not, you guys got to be kidding me right now. It sounds like you never stop playing with each other. It's that's great. great. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Uh, been building off that. And... Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to put on a, 
a barn show in you know late fall. I will be at that barn show. Absolutely. Um, okay, so D Nature is rock and rolling. Mm-hmm. What what else is going on in your life? What's I mean, you're in your twenties. Oh yeah. Tell me about life. Back in the full sail days. Oh man. Yeah. How long are you there then? It's a one year program. Okay. So twenty four hour, seven day a week schedule. What? It's intense. Like every month is comparable to I guess a quarter or something at a different Jesus. college. So had two or three classes, um, four-hour blocks of lecture and then lab. Um, so eight hours for that. And sometimes you could have eight hours, be off for four, back for another four, off for four, back for eight. What? Yeah. What is this madness? So learning how sleep? to <laughs> learning power naps is essential. And I drank a lot, so, you know. I didn't, I didn't sleep. Yeah. Drunk at class. Yeah. Um, (laughs) what is, what do you end up getting the degree or certificate or whatever in? Yeah. I got a associate of science in film production. Okay. I went down for recording engineering, but while I was down there, I was like, I don't know what kind of job security that's going to be. So I switched to film thinking that that would be. Back when Michigan was the hop and film industry area. Yeah. 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 Thinking that would be the job security that I could get a job at a station or something yeah. back here. And boy, did that not pan out <laughs> at all whatsoever. I still to this day have not quite professionally done anything that I have my degree in. Yeah. So. I hear that's pretty common. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, I'm not alone in that area. Yeah. <laughs> so after Full Sail, uh, what's what's life look like the rest of like your rest of your 20s, I guess? Yeah. It's, uh, man, it's just partying. Um, I end up coming back home, getting a job at a restaurant and starting the solo gig. So good old solo gig. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For listeners that don't know, me and Dustin have partaken in, in a lot of like what, four hour sets of, of covers at bars sometimes in front of Kino machines and sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes you get a stage very rarely, but yeah. sometimes in front of the Clarkson tab, pull tabs. Oh, God. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, but you're playing music and you're paying for it. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's the underlying, uh, silver lining there. Yeah. I always had kind of a steady, steady show going on, uh, generally around Clarkston. That's another thing. I've always had great support throughout all these years with music. Just, yeah. You know, oh yeah. Not the same people coming out, but a lot of the same people would come out and then other people would, you know, sprinkle in, in and out. Here That's and the tough part, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you that, but that was always hard for me because at, at some point, especially if, you know, if business is, is slow, mm-hmm. you're relying on these, like the same set of like eight to 10 people that are just going to be at every show. And yeah. at some point you're like... God, does this suck for them? Because it's just like, you guys want to come uh, hear me play the same shit at the same bar every week? I'd yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. That's, I, I was always trying to be conscious of that and switching up songs, like putting this song in the second set instead of the first yeah. set, you know, just trying to keep it, you know, fresh. What's, uh, what's the most annoying consistent request you got that you didn't play or didn't want to play oh man uh <laughs> the edmund fitzgerald man oh god what yeah. a great song but i can't no i can't do it no gordon lightfoot for you it's just too long <laughs> it's it's too long for me yeah i'd rather play november rain did you get a lot of 
this is, can we just do this the rest of the interview yeah no <laughs> this, <laughs> Did you, this is our life <laughs> i always got shit where people don't understand and i you know it's oh i get so mad if people just don't understand <laughs> it is me and an acoustic guitar like god bless you sam van wagner with your little fucking loop machines and your drums <laughs> not me it's yeah. me and an acoustic uh uh-huh. And people are coming up to me and asking me to play this shit that's like a fucking, like an arcade fire type thing. I'm like, yeah, you know, the guitar part in that is just dink, dink. I'm like, what do you, what do you want me to do here? All the time. You to bust out all these keys? I don't have keys here. Yeah. I, people constantly were requesting shit that like is both not made or even adaptable to an acoustic guitar. Oh, I know. Yeah. Drive me crazy. Got that a lot. What? What would actually really drive me crazy as I, not the request itself, it's yeah. reaction if I don't know it. Yeah. Cause then you're like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. I'm not a, <laughs> you know, I know a lot of songs. Yeah. I don't know over 5,000 of them. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. So I would have, is I it out here somewhere? Somewhere yeah. around here is my songbook that's like this big. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fuck, man. <laughs> oh my God. I have 20 years worth of knowledge in this yeah. thing. And you're worried about that, but yeah. And they're like, like, you don't know that old Dave Matthews song that was a B-side on his fourth album? I'm like, no, no. Have you never heard of that? Yeah, some 1950s country song. No, never (laughs) even listened to that before. I've never even heard of that artist. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that was always, uh, (laughs) it was never never the request for me. It was always just a reaction if I didn't know. I'm like, just sorry, like, get over it. Are you enjoying the show? Yeah. Okay, go back and enjoy more of it, please. All right, you know that I am a fierce advocate for therapy. All right, let's face it, this whole show does not exist without the leaps and bounds that I've been able to make in therapy. And that's why I am so proud to have BetterHelp sponsor this show. Ask yourself this question. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Or is is preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, I've spent time in therapy learning to rein in my need for external validation, and it's a big need. Uh, But BetterHelp will assess your needs match you with your own licensed professional therapist, maybe even me one day. Uh, and there is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's like 15,000 plus counselor network. That's a lot of counselors, which may not be locally available in many areas. You know, they did a whole report on this and it's available for clients worldwide. So when you sign up, you can start communicating within 48 hours. And then if you're like me, you know, are you getting those random light bulb moments? Like I do, you're laying in bed and you're like, oh, uh, well, with BetterHelp, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy. And guys, I know that waiting room awkwardness. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. No more awkward therapist breakups if you and your counselor aren't a match. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash friendrequest. That's BetterHelp. And join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for my friends out there, my friend request listeners, if you will. You get 10% off your first month of counseling when you visit betterhelp.com slash friend request. That's betterhelp.com slash friend request. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. 
But anyway, yeah, so you start playing solo stuff, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you're living where at this point? I was in a relationship for over seven years. and Tell me about that. But um, I still, after college, moved back home and was yeah. living there. And uh, when we had met, she was living in her mom's house, and she eventually moved in to the Dvorak house. She moved in in your parents' house? Yeah. How was, was that? Just, um, at, actually, when I was forgot this little tidbit when i was uh at full sale it was shortly after that after graduating um at my parents after 25 years of marriage they divorced okay and so my mom had moved out what is that like as an adult it was that was still difficult yeah but it's easier to cope with i guess yeah well having i I assume at that point you know you've been in relationships and and those they've ended yeah um but to see that happen with your parents i don't know i is it easier to understand at that age easier to understand yeah Yeah. and even understanding that you know maybe they had problems this whole time but they weren't showing it in front of us yeah i mean you know good on them they'd argue here (laughs) and there but essentially we lived you grew up in a loving household and they didn't really show animosity like that and but yeah they're able to do that after you know i'm graduating college now so that's crazy okay they're yeah. like, we've had enough of each other, so. <laughs> I'm just wondering what that's like processing that as an adult when you've actually yeah. like had some experience. Yeah, with I, I would say it's easier because at the same time, we all already have different lives yeah. at that point. So it's not, you're not revolving around family life. We're all out, you know, even though I'm living there, I'm not there all the time. You yeah. Know? So you're living there with your dad then? Yes, and sister. Oh, is your sister still there too? Yeah, she was still there as so well. So does your dad start feeling more like a roommate at any point? Um, yeah. 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 I mean, he was always very good at guidance, not necessarily discipline. Like, you know, he didn't have to come down on me for anything. And, yeah. You know, we worked together, you know, at household chores and stuff like that. And, you know, just made it work. And Is they, your sister still there when your girlfriend moves in? Yeah. Yeah. She lived that household. But like? I lived in the basement. <laughs> Okay. I, when I moved back, I moved down into the basement. And so we're all uh, dad and sister on the top floor. I'm all the way down in the basement. So it's all separated. Yeah. So essentially, I mean, that's just how it was. And mm-hmm. every now and then we all had dinner together, but that was actually kind of rare because we all had different schedules. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me about, about that relationship if you want to. I don't want to put you in a box. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, just a party relationship for the first you know, a few years, because that was my lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, music and music and drinking. So, you know, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. God bless America. Yeah. And the years just <laughs> flew by. <laughs> yeah. So, because I didn't really, I didn't have a nine to five job. I had little jobs here and there, but it was mainly music. And yeah, then, uh, yeah, little pickup jobs. I had started little. I ended up turning hobbies into money-making opportunities, Yeah, essentially. So, <laughs> if you can do it, yeah, <laughs> good, for, good yeah. on you. Even what I do now, IT was a hobby. It was, this seems like a great you know? time to remind you that Patreon is available. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I mean, if you can turn, if you can turn a, something you enjoy doing into something you can make money off of, I mean, that's the fucking dream, right? Like Absolutely. That's, that's the end goal for all people. Yeah. Like what I do now, I've always been interested in computers, tearing them apart, seeing what's inside, yeah, how they work. Do I know all the technical terminology? 
No, because <laughs> I didn't go to college for it. But I know how to fix it. Yeah. And that's, man, that's, I love it. That's, you know. So I, turning all your hobbies into a career path has its ups and downs, pros and cons, obviously. Yeah. Because now, what do you do to enjoy yourself yeah. that you're not making money doing? Yeah, and it turns I, into work at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and for some time, like, music started feeling that way for a minute. Like, I'd sit down to practice, like, I'm not getting paid right now. Yeah. I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I know that business. Yeah. Do you guys stay together that whole seven years, um, like, at your your dad's house, or do you... At, at yeah, at that house, and then we ended up renting a house okay. with my dad as okay. well. After. Okay. When does he sell the Dvorak house, sir? He didn't. Um, we actually lost the house. Oh. Went into foreclosure, so... How did that play out? Because uh, you, had, I mean, uh, just with everybody living there, and and what is that? Like, what yeah, is, what did um, that look he like? never wanted to take money from us at all whatsoever. So at some point, he just let it go into foreclosure, and uh, we moved out and into the rental and everything right. like that. What was so, that like? Um, I mean, did you have like, did you have any resentment? Like that's this is the home you grew up in. You've been living here for a while, and he yeah. just let it go to that. Yeah, no, absolutely no resentment um, understood entirely. But, yeah, it was an emotional time for all of us because of that. I mean, yeah. especially my dad. I think he had the hardest time because, obviously, we came into that house when it was being built. Yeah. So we're the first people yeah, to I, actually and step I, foot in there. I guess resentment isn't the right word, but, like, it's got to be frustrating to some degree just because mm. you, were you in the position where you could help out and he just wouldn't let you? Not really. Okay. I was... um. I guess because of jumping around with everything, I never had stability okay. financially. And yeah, there's a big part of me that blames myself entirely because even if he still wanted to get rid of it at that time, yeah. I should have been in a situation where I could have just taken it over, you know, yeah. but I never was because I wasn't, I didn't have that mindset. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I obviously don't know the individual circumstance, but I would imagine that like it's not your responsibility to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, um, no, definitely not. But I, I, yeah, I just never had that um, finance yeah. mindset. Like I need to make all this money and buy houses and do this. It's what you do with the money: buy houses and do this. Yeah, <laughs> but then you know, I'd make money and I'd want to go party or want to go buy a piece of music equipment or yeah. a camera or, you yeah. know, things priorities were more like in your hobbies than absolutely stuff. Yeah. It wasn't about, a, you know, I can a stable future. It was about what am I doing right now? Yeah. What, was there anything that was preventing you from considering that future? No, it just never kind of crossed my mind. Does that shift at all when you, when the house is gone, like, your, your priorities in that way or, or when you guys rent the house like what no. does anything change or it's like we're just gonna do the same thing but just in this house now um well in the new house i ended up getting a job at a uh marketing agency okay and that's where i started as a web designer there and because i had been doing that you know yeah on the fly for a while dfk designs that's right <laughs> but still never had those you know priorities yeah in place um Girlfriend at the time, she had a great job. So I never had to really put myself out there to excel, you know, my career path. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't until after that that uh, it started hitting me, 
Yeah. We had bought a house and moved into that. Who bought the house? She did. Oh, okay. But yeah, so we moved into there. I'm working at PGN and uh, just it wasn't working out there. I mean, I'm bringing work home and working through the night because it was based off billable hours that were predetermined at the beginning of the project. Oh. By the time it went through all these loops and everything and finally got to me, there's like five hours left on it for a website that's going to take 20 hours to build. Yeah. So here I am working for free at home all night long, all day there. So eventually gave up on that. And one of the clients from there asked me to do something and I did some side work and then picked up other clients at the same time out, out of their, uh, um, started kind of building your own business. Yeah. When do you meet your wife? I meet her at my current job. Oh. And, uh, it was after that, uh, previous relationship, I had moved out of that house and into a little, uh, duplex house in downtown Clarkston. And, okay. uh, and that was the, that was the transition. That was, I had a current client at that time. Their final payment on that project is what paid for me to move into that place. Nice. After that, I had no money coming in. I'm terrified. And then, uh, I see a post on Facebook from Briar about, uh, BDC position at dealership. So I put my resume together. This BDC business development center. Okay. They basically, they answer the phones and route the calls to yeah. specific departments. They schedule things for service and sales appointments. Okay. All that stuff. And I go there for the interview and the manager of that department says, we have a different idea for you here. We read your resume and your skill level is not what this department requires. And she walks me over to the general manager of the import side and into the GM office. And there's like six other managers in there. And I sit down and I interview with all these people. Oh, you get a whole panel interview. Yeah. And they're talking about a marketing and IT department. And I was like, yeah, I'd definitely be interested in that. And they said, well, that doesn't exist. You will be. (laughs) You will be the marketing and IT department. (laughs) So this will be a new thing and you will be running it and it'll be yours. And I was floored. Like inside, I'm shocked and extremely excited and then very, very nervous. I'm terrible with change and that's huge change, but a huge change that I needed. And it came around at the perfect time and uh, got through that interview and then I didn't hear from them. Little did I know how busy dealerships are. They forget about people like yeah. that, especially if the department doesn't even yeah. exist yet. So I call back. Send it and... over to the IT department. We don't have an IT department. <laughs> yeah. the, the IT department was an old guy that was in sales. Yeah. That'd go around and unplug computers and plug them back in. And, and that was the fix. That's an ID10T problem, sir. <laughs> um, that's I love using that one. Yeah. I go in about a week, week and a half later and meet with uh, John Fox, who's the owner. And about... Uh, week later i start the job and i go in and i'm still doing that to this day it's kind of got to build it yeah yourself it it went from being mainly marketing side to now it is full it all the marketing is basically outsourced and you know third party yeah i oversee it i administer it i make some website changes here and there but essentially it's all it i'm fixing computers i'm you know troubleshooting network issues and yeah all that good stuff. And this is where you meet your wife? Yes. Your now wife? Yes. <laughs> you met her as your wife, right? <laughs> I met, yes. We were married uh, and didn't know perfect. it. Perfect. <laughs> but uh, she worked in the BDC. And what's funny is um, our friend 
it's a mutual friend, Briar, who actually posted and got me in there. Yeah. Um, I knew her from going to County Joe's. Uh, a couple friends ended up getting me out there, and I was like, yeah, that's no, a fun time. I'm not a country guy. Yeah. Here's this. But alcohol's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol, girls, and dancing. Okay. I'll do it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I met her out there, and then we just maintained kind of a distant friendship type thing over social media. And then she makes that post, and then I go there and end up meeting Deanna in the uh, BDC room, which is like a walk-in closet. There's like eight of them in there working. I'm so glad that I didn't have to do that. Yeah. I probably would have only lasted two weeks in that job. So it worked out perfectly. I'm sure. But, yeah, we met, and... uh and one of the first things she did is I forgot what the comment or what the situation was, but she yelled out Sharon like uh, Ozzy would. Oh. And that caught my attention. And we kind of like kind of just hit it off, but we didn't, you know, there was just a professional relationship, just yeah. whatever. Because I actually did have a relationship at that time that was kind of, I don't know, just wasn't, it wasn't a great relationship. It wasn't clicking. Yeah. <laughs> we were great friends for years. We tried it out and it just didn't work. But actually, man, at the end of that one, that's when uh, a lot of emotion, you know, cracked yeah. down on me from the seven-year relationship to that one. It finally just unloaded. But what did that look like? What do you mean by that? Oh man, I was just emotional, very, very emotional, down on myself. Like, how do I fail at all this stuff? Yeah. But at the same time, that's like, that was only just one small part of my life when this other big part was finally taken off and that's the career yeah. that I'd never had before. Yeah. So I'd had jobs, never had a full, you know, career yeah. where the top boss of the company, trust me to do my job. So, so I had that to, so, yeah, to run your own department. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that held me together, but otherwise becoming single, I was just going out all the time, like Monday through Friday. Monday through Sunday. Sorry. I would never go out on the weekends. <laughs> Only weekdays. <laughs> and it started. Um, it started getting to me. Like just, I could feel like a, a thick, heavy depression kicking in. Yeah. And uh, I needed to make a change. And uh, I absolutely did. When her and I started talking, she's not. She doesn't drink at all whatsoever. Right. I mean, she'll have a sip here and there, but that's yeah. it for taste. But she's not a drinker. So uh, it kind of changed my life around. I stopped going out all the time because I'd want to stay home with her yeah. and hang out. And uh relationship just kind of blossomed from there. So what was that like? Because she, you you guys got together. She had kids from a previous relationship. Just, yeah, just kid, boy. Oh, just, okay. Mm -hmm. Was there any anxiety about that absolutely <laughs> so especially like because i at that time i didn't actually want a relationship and i was very vocal about that yeah but apparently she wasn't having it and <laughs> yes you do yeah exactly so i was forced into this marriage i'm still forced into it now <laughs> she's outside with a gun yeah <laughs> but um i'd go over there late after he was already in bed and we'd hang out and uh so you know just keeping that distance not meeting him and then all of a sudden i don't remember what event it was if it was her i don't think it was her birthday no this was well before then I, I don't know how it worked out but either way i was meeting ethan for the first time it was okay. gonna happen so 
And it, how long have you guys been hanging out before that? I think it had been over a month. But then it just, you know, hightailed into yeah. <laughs> into something that I wasn't ready for. But at the same time, I was just kind of going with it because it felt right. Yeah. So if it feels right, why not, you know, continue pursuing it? And yeah, we just, we clicked in a lot of different ways. How long were you guys yeah. together before you got married? Um, a year and a half. Okay. What was that like deciding to get married? <laughs> it was actually, I mean, it was kind of... It's kind of seamless, I guess. Yeah. It just felt right. Yeah. It just yeah. kind of went with how it was going and, um, certain situations, me looking at myself and how old I'm getting and like, how long do I have to do these things? I yeah. don't know. So, so I want to transition now into your daughter. Okay. Cause I am so curious. Yes. Um, I guess to start, when is your daughter born and do you know about it? Yes. Okay. Uh, she's born when I'm in Florida and Wait, at, at full When sale. are you in Florida? Oh, at, at full sale. sale. Okay. Yes. I was like, hold on. <laughs> Damn it, Dustin. We don't have three hours. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, she's born when I'm at full sale and, you know, she's born in August, uh, just a couple months before I graduate. Okay. And, uh, you know, that was, um. That was a tough situation because her mom lived down there with me. She lived there for like three weeks. And then when we came back for Christmas break, I proposed. We're engaged. But then I moved back by myself because she doesn't come back down with me. A few weeks later, she's pregnant. So and the engagement well, is still on at this point? A couple weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. It was still on. We made it, you know, distance, long distance relationship. I'm so confused now. <laughs> so, well, how, how long were you with her before you got engaged? Uh, we were not together very long. I mean, <laughs> it was just like an early twenties. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it was, um, a party thing really is how yeah. we met. But I mean, it was another thing that we clicked and you know, we just always party together. Yeah. It ended up escalating to what it did. Where's your head at when you find out that she's pregnant? Man, I was terrified and ecstatic at the same time. Yeah. But then it was very difficult because she was not going to move back down. Florida. So I was not going to be there to experience anything. Yeah. And that was, that was rough. So a lot of my college experience was emotional, just always wondering, always wanting to be involved in yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of arguments because I'd want to have a good talk with her and, you know, but it ended up, ended up in an argument because I wanted her to come down and she's not going to come down, but yeah. it went back and forth for a while. And eventually it's just the relationship, you know, that's all it was. Yeah. So basically ended. I don't really know how to explain it really. Well, what, how does it work out that, so I guess what's your role then in, in the kid's life at that point? At that point, um, well, she's born in August. I moved, I went home, I took a month off school and well, I, I went home for the birth and was there for a few days and then went back to school. Okay. And then I took the following month off. And went okay. went home, and that was kind of a struggle with uh, with her parents. Um, they wouldn't let me sleep in the in the same room. I'd have to stay in the basement. And are you guys and, together at that point still? Yeah, we were, you know, okay. working at it. Yeah, and uh, you know, at that point, we had a newborn. So, yeah, making that work. But there's a struggle. There's fights here and there, and you know, I'm an early twenties guy that 
I'm not like my dad. You know, I didn't yeah. have full responsibilities at that age. I'm, I'm in college and yeah. different mindset completely. Uh, she brought her down for my graduation. That was great. And then uh, moving back and it was a struggle with our relationship completely. And it went through a difficult time. I'm not going to go into the full details yeah. of it all, but <laughs> it was a big struggle for a while. You know, we, tr- we tried to be amicable with each other for Kirsten's sake. And a lot of times it just wasn't working out mm-hmm. communication wise. It was terrible. And it, uh, it reached a point when she was four, I was uh, presented with uh, paperwork to sign off my rights. And when she was four. So you guys yeah. were together that whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Easily the most regrettable decision of my life was signing those papers yeah. and allowing that to happen. Um, so at, she like knew you. Yeah. At the, I mean, four, I imagine. I mean, uh, yes. But she, so did, was, she didn't know who I was. Basically, I guess so. I'm also confused too. Cause, and just personally speaking. So I imagine this is just common knowledge that you have a kid. Yeah. And actually amongst not your friends and stuff because of, because of how I always bounced around with different groups. Yeah. Um, so I had no idea. <laughs> like the people that I hung out with at that time knew, yeah. but then I started hanging around with different groups as I progressed through yeah. time and they didn't really know. And it, it did reach a point after signing those papers, you know, she's eight, nine years old and it's been a few years. I reach a point where I'm not publicly talking about it. I'm yeah. not doing that. I, I did reach a point where I had to move on and publicly I put on a happy face, but behind the scenes, no, I'm not happy at all. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I never got over it. And, and that did, is that all happening like around here? Yeah. So you just know you have this child that. Yeah. I knew she was out there, dude. but I had signed <laughs> off my rights. And, uh, so I'm uh, guessing you, the, after signing that too, you weren't allowed any contact or nope, nope. That's part of the deal. So, uh, you know, financial responsibilities all ended and yeah, and everything. So, well, did that play the, into the, the money I already owed the courts? Still existed. <laughs> I still had to pay on that. But did that play into? You know, this is all happening while earlier we're discussing like when you're struggling with financial stuff. Uh, where does this timeline fall with like your dad losing the house? That was, we were still in that house when I'd signed off the rights. So okay. losing the house, that happened after. Okay. Um, that's the seven year relationship. No. Oh, that is not. Okay. That is a different, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so what sparks the reunion that happened the last year or two, man? Um, <laughs> I bought the house with Deanna, and I guess at one point they're at the stop sign that's there, and Janelle sees Kirsten staring at me, and you know she sees it's me. She's like, "Wow, okay," and she just recognized. She's like, "Hey, that's my dad." Yeah, no, but she <laughs> oh. didn't. She didn't. She had no clue who I was. She's like, "Hey, that guy, <laughs> we look similar somehow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and eventually they started talking and. Uh, but didn't, you know, make any plans about it. And then Janelle calls me when I was at work. I couldn't answer. Um, didn't know it was her either. But leaves me the voicemail. And, man, I can't tell you how much weight lifted out of my body listening to that voicemail yeah. and asking if I wanted to meet her. And, man, I couldn't close my office door faster and call her back. Yeah. Say, what, what does that feel like? <laughs> 
I guess the most elated feeling you could have, like, yeah, like 130 pounds just lifted out of my body and that weight was no longer there. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just, me personally, I think I would have like had so many like stalker moments where I would have been like driving up and down the road being like, is she going to come out and play? I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I didn't try looking up social media <laughs> yeah, yeah. all the time. Her mom always stayed off of social media, so I was never able to like find any pictures or find anything. So tell me about you guys reuniting. Man, what a great, <laughs> great day that was. Um, and I'm assuming Deanna knows about all this yes. before you guys ever oh, yeah. get married. Like, oh, by I, the way. Yeah, I, I told her that <laughs> yeah, same yeah. day that you know I got the call. And she had already knew about Kirsten, yeah, of course. Yeah, I yeah. didn't get in a relationship with anybody during that time without telling them. Yeah. Like, hey. FYI. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen, but yeah. I have a daughter that's that's out there. Yeah. And, and how old is Kirsten? If she reaches when... out to me, she's going to be part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you guys are reunited, how old is she? She's 15. Now she's 16. But we reunite uh, at 15. And man, I thought I was going to have to wait until she's 18 and got my info yeah. and look me up and just hoping that she would do that. Was she and pumped too? The fact, yeah. Oh, yeah. How did that feel? Because I imagine you're you're going back and forth in your head, like, right? Like, mm-hmm. does she want to see me? Does she not want to see yeah. me? And then to have her... Yeah, we started out with uh, texting and eventually turned into a phone call. And, I mean, as it turns out, just have similar interests. <laughs> don't know how that worked she out. She likes metal, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think music-wise, but <laughs> she'll probably tolerate, you know. Yeah. She'll probably tolerate the denature music, but she's not going to go out listening to that type of stuff. (laughs) But, but no, just, uh, creative wise. And, you know, she's high, you know, she's into art. I was always a terrible artist, so I'm glad she's able to do that. She actually made me a Nirvana painting. It's awesome. Nice. It's sitting down in my studio. But, um, but yeah, I mean, texting with her and calling her and then finally we meet in person. It was, man, I, I can't even describe how yeah. incredible that was that's i, I can't imagine yeah <laughs> and we've just we've developed we have a great relationship now and i don't expect her to call me dad yeah. um she has a dad that you know raised her from the time that i was out of the picture yeah and i'd say that they've done a fantastic job yeah. she and, looks so much like you it's crazy yeah isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um that's it's like in the past couple of years, everything has just come together and I can't even explain how incredible it is. Yeah. So with that in the background of this question, then were you super excited about Deanna having a son and being able to be like a father figure in that relationship? I was, but at the same time, uh, I knew I was, cause his dad is in the picture. So yeah. I knew yeah. it was kind of just the outsider just there. Has that um, shaped up to be differently? Like, do you think of yourself as more of an outsider in that relationship now? Actually, yeah, <laughs> kind of still. Um, I'm still more of just a standard disciplinary <laughs> figure, and yeah. I'm, I'm met... there for support, you know? Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is your voice. Yeah. That's the voice. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what happened there? <laughs> it actually, it wasn't my voice. It was... When Deanna and I first got together, it's the first night that Ethan actually was over at my town, or not townhouse, my uh, duplex, and they were both staying the night. Yeah. 
I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning with incredible pain in my abdomen. And I thought maybe I had to go to the bathroom really bad. <laughs> that wasn't the case because uh, it wasn't a problem there. And it was just getting worse and worse. I'd never felt that before. Drove myself to urgent care because I didn't want her to have to wake up, Ethan, and be like, hey, yeah. welcome to this house, but we're leaving right now. But <laughs> um, So I drive to urgent care, and they do some, uh, an ultra, was it an ultrasound? Something. They did a couple yeah. tests. And they're about to give me some Maalox and send me on my way. And the nurse comes in and says, we need to admit you to the ER right now. And I had this... Uh, was it mesenteric artery ischemia? I think the is how you pronounce frick it. Is that <laughs> essentially the arteries that supply blood flow to my intestines are twisted up? Oh shit! Yeah. So they send me there, running other tests, uh, possible surgery, but they didn't go in and do anything because um, the pain had subsided, and so eventually I was released from the hospital. Well, the pain never fully went away. Anytime I sang and anytime I played volleyball, it would be intense pain. It's like a abdomen. herniated sort of deal? Yes. Uh. As a matter of fact, <laughs> a few years later, finally get back to a doctor and I'm sent to this specialist, this specialist, this specialist. I finally go to a surgeon. He feels around for two seconds and says, you have hernias. Huh. had three hernias. Holy shit. <laughs> so... I had a. I just had one big one for a long time until I finally got it. Okay. <laughs> sealed up. Yeah. So that's all those years just not performing, and not singing, not playing music at that time because yeah. I was just I couldn't sing. So why am I going to play guitar? So that's I set everything crazy. off that's, to the side. Yeah. And, I, didn't, I didn't know that's why you weren't doing it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So did your? Because <laughs> it was intense pain and yeah. <laughs> tried to sing. Did your so. dad have a hernia? Uh, yeah. Actually, when I was a kid, he did. Did they tell you it's genetic? No. Isn't that no. fucked up? Yeah. I found that out. You know, my parents divorced when I was four. My dad's an alcoholic. I like saw him once a year. He lived in Florida. When I found out I had a hernia and I told him, this was in my 20s, mm. he goes, oh yeah, I had two of those bilateral hernias. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and, uh, and the doctor's like, yeah, it's genetic. Like, apparently from your father you can get like a weak a weak abdominal wall or some shit no kidding i was furious like <laughs> you gave me alcoholism and a hernia <laughs> and you never even told me you played guitar yeah you Fuck you. son of a bitch um, <laughs> but yeah so that's that's crazy yeah three yeah. fuck man yeah the two what bilaterals that we yeah one yeah. on each side yeah and then umbilical jesus yeah that was after getting that done. I know what one on one side feels like. I can't imagine <laughs> fucking three. Man, because of the fact that it only bothered me during certain activities, I never yeah. thought, I thought this is it. This is how my life is going to be. But yeah. eventually just I had to get it looked at. Thankfully I did. Because uh, a couple months after that, after healing up, I was able to start singing again without pain. It's amazing. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. I still, I've only played one actual show since then, but... That's crazy. At least I now have the ability to do oh, it. Shit. Well, it doesn't help that COVID hit. So. Oh, is that is that still going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. That didn't that didn't help anything. Yeah. Man, that was fun. But now, I seem to be healthy. Yeah. Well, hey, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, shit, man. I think that's all I got. Uh, <laughs> is there anything that I didn't cover you want to talk about man there's so much in my life but <laughs> so many twists and turns and mountains and i love here valleys twists but and turns i mean 
could probably end up doing three different shows yeah. about my life. Obviously, we went back to cover some big deal things. Yeah. So. Now I'm just wondering, like, what else you skipped over? <laughs> oh, well, I did burn down that house when I was 12. Yeah. Who doesn't do that? So I enjoy playing with fire. Let yeah. me tell you about fire. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Arson's legal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd say this is a good overview of okay. <laughs> generalization of my life. Yeah. Well, thanks. No, thank you. It's thanks been a great for coming time. to my house. You Absolutely. And I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? All right, you just listened to my interview with Dustin. Oh my God, it was so nice reconnecting. And I love that he is in this band again and they're going to have this barn show. Uh, it might be happening right now. Who knows? I, when I, I don't know as of me recording this. Uh, I know it's happening in the fall though. So you never know. You know, you know, you know, you know, you don't know that you never know. You get it. Um, you guys, Dustin is a Patreon supporter. And if you are not a Patreon supporter, you are missing out on a lot of really cool stuff. So head on over to patreon.com slash friend request and sign up. It's literally a dollar oh nine, one dollar nine cents. How easy is that? And you can get some uh, bonus content. You can ask some questions, get some answers. Maybe you want to talk to a previous guest or ask them a follow-up question. I got you. Go over there, sign up, and uh, I will see you over there. I love you guys for listening. I'm so glad. Look, at season three is on and popping. I'm interviewing all these people in person, and you're about to hear so many just great interviews. I've got the new theme song. I can't stop being excited. I know we're like, what, four weeks in now, but I'm so excited. <laughs> so thank you, guys. Let's keep this party going, and I will talk to you next week. Okay, bye-bye.